Hey, I hope you enjoyed our time of worship together. And now we're going to head into our time of focusing on the Advent through the lighting of the candle, through teaching, prayer, and giving. And I love lighting the candle. That helps, you know, to illuminate um, what we were learning about that week. And Kristen and Jamie will meet with them to do the lighting. Hi, New City family. Uh, Jamie and I are so excited to um, be joining you in this Advent season and um, talking specifically about peace. Um, peace is something that's really stood out to me in uh, 2020 and all that it's been, uh, especially at work. It's been really cool how um, so many of my coworkers have pointed out or asked questions or given me puzzled looks um, when I seem to be peaceful. Um, just with everything that's going on, there's a lot of fear-based decisions that are easy to make right now. Um, just with being fearful of the future, being fearful of politics, fearful of disease, fearful of everything that's happening in 2020. And while I'm certainly trying to be wise, um, I've kind of taken the stance of work at work that I'm going to focus um, all my energy on the things that I can do something about. And on the things I can't do something about, I'm kind of just going to let it go and trust the Lord. And it's been really interesting to see how people like when I don't get like frazzled by things or I'm not like making choices out of fear, people just kind of cock their head a little bit and wonder what's going on. Um, and so I was really trying to think through like what is making the difference. And I truly believe that it is the peace that God has given me. I think about the verse, um, peace that passes or surpasses all understanding. Um, I think I memorized that verse when I was really little and it didn't, you know, mean that much to me. Great, cool, peace. That's awesome. <laughs> but now, um, as an adult, I think about like, you know, sometimes his peace actually doesn't make any sense. I think about the time when I was told that I probably had cancer and I felt so peaceful in that season. And there was no other explanation. Like it had to be the Lord. And then now when we're in this season of, you know, you could look around and say, everything's burning, you know, it's all falling apart. And sometimes it does feel like that, but ultimately like God is the one who, um, who gives us the peace and, um, just allows it to take over our lives in a way that does not make sense to the world and to anyone who does not know the peace that we have. Um, so I'm really excited as we're thinking about peace today and the ways in which, um, God gives us peace, even in, in, in the midst of waiting and even in the midst of Advent. Mm -hmm. All right, so we're going to go ahead and light this candle, and we'll take a moment to pray and thank God for that peace. Father, what a blessing it is during this season to be able to reflect upon um, all of the things that you do for us, the ways that you reveal your character to us, and um, just the the ways that um, we're able to celebrate our relationship with you and, and what that means to us. And I know that we um, reflected on hope and just the um, certainty and the security of the hope that we have in you, um, regardless of our circumstances. And this week as we reflect on peace, um, we just thank you that that too is um, certain and is secure um, and that um, during the season as we reflect on the Incarnation and ultimately on um, what that means for our salvation, 
that peace is a part of that and that um, the peace that you have already given us, um, that, that's part of something that's already done. It's not going anywhere. Um, it's something that we have always had access to and will always continue to have access to. And so I pray, especially during this season, um, as we consider um, what this means for us as believers, what um, Christmas, um, yeah, just the value um, that it has in our lives and, and what it means for us, um, that peace would come as a part of that and that um, we would have time to reflect on um, just the the ways that you instill that peace in our hearts and in our lives. I do pray, as Kristen mentioned, that those who are around us who have not experienced that peace um, would see that and that that would be a testimony um, of you and that they would ask questions and that that would open doors for conversations. And um, God, I thank you that, that the peace that you give us is attractive and it's appealing um, and it stands out. And so I pray um, that that would be the story that many of us have during Advent this season, that um, those around us would observe just a supernatural peace and that that would lead um, to conversations that allow others to, to hear about you, to learn about your story, to maybe hear the Christmas story for the first time, um, and uh, that that would change hearts and lead others um, to, to a saving knowledge of you. So we just thank you today for um, the peace that surpasses all understanding and the fact that that is something um, that you have already given us. And I pray um, each and every day that we would have the opportunity to truly experience that, to enjoy that, um, and to, to turn that back around and thank you for it um, each and every day as we um, recognize the peace in our lives. I pray um, that we would show you thankfulness and um, yeah, that, that ultimately that would bring us joy during this season. And for all this in Christ's name. Thanks, Jamie and Kristen, for that reminder of what peace means and leading us through the lighting of the candle of Advent this morning. So let's take a moment and do some readings about this idea of peace and what scripture has to say. Because when we think of this idea of peace, sometimes it could just seem very ethereal, out there, something that's unattainable. You know, we even see bumper stickers, people, you know, have peace on it or something bad happens in the world and people say, pray for peace. It's something we want. But you kind of take one look around and tune into the news or get on the social media streams and it reveals we live in a very different kind of landscape, a rugged landscape, landscape littered with violence, hatred, and strife. And yet in the midst of all of that, I love what Psalm 31, 14 tells us and reminds us about peace. It says this simply, seek peace and pursue it. Pursue it. You know, that's actually what the wise men did when they first learned about the birth of the Savior. They saw a star in the east. They read about it, saw what the prophecies were about it, that there was a prince of peace being born. And they left their homes. They left their stability and went and pursued this prince of peace. And they went and they journeyed. They went through difficult times. It took a long time to get there. But eventually they found this young boy who would fulfill the prophecies that they had read about. The ones that were foretold about in Isaiah 9 that says this, For unto us a child is born, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, 
and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. This same little boy that they found would grow up to live a perfect, sinless life. Then to give it all up, dying on a cross as a ransom for all of us. He then rose on the third day, victorious over death and the grave, and he appeared to many as proof of his saving power. Later, he ascended into heaven, and now this young boy that they pursued, this Prince of Peace, sits at the right hand of the Father of God and talks to us, talks to the Father on our behalf. We get to engage with our Creator through this relationship with this young boy, this Prince of Beasts that, that they pursued, this boy named Jesus. What an amazing thought that peace is not just something we experience. It's something we pursue in life, and we pursue it through a relationship with Jesus. There's a verse that always comes to my mind when I think about Jesus and peace, and it's out of John 16, 33. He's meeting with the disciples, and he's basically saying, look, things are going to go up and down. Your life's not going to be easy. You know, it's gonna, there's going to be some challenges. And he kind of lays it out to them for the first time. And in John 16, Jesus says this, as he had explained all that. He said, these things have I spoken to you so that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take courage. I have overcome the world. What a beautiful verse. You know, because a lot of times we think peace is the absence of difficulty, the absence of trials. And Jesus is clear. He says, you will have difficulties in this world, but in me, in a relationship with him, you will have peace through it. It reminds me of a, a time when I was much younger, probably seven or eight. Every year, our family would go on a vacation down to the Florida Panhandle. We'd go to a beach. Uh, just the four of us, my mom and dad, my brother and I. And we just take a week off, enjoy the beach, enjoy the sand and the surf. And if you've ever been to the Gulf of Mexico, uh, you know it's a, it's a beautiful beach, but it's not known for its big waves. Uh, it's not like it's a great surfing environment. But as a seven-year-old, I remember one of the things we used to do is every year, my, my dad, my brother and I, we would get these floats, we'd blow them up, and they had like this rope around the edge. And we would take those three rafts out into the Gulf of Mexico, and we would ride the waves. And as a seven-year-old, these waves seemed enormous. When I was down there a few years ago, I realized, you know, and now as an adult, these, these waves aren't that much. But to a seven-year-old, they seemed enormous. And we would get out there, and we would grab hold of the rafts with each other, and we would try to stay connected no matter what wave would come our way. And I remember there were times where it just felt like there was wave after wave coming in my life, and I was doing everything I could to hold on to my dad's raft, to make sure that I didn't let go, because as long as I hold on to it, I felt at peace. But I remember every time, almost every day, there would be a big enough wave that would come and it would knock me and it would knock loose my grip from my dad's raft. And immediately fear would come over me. I'm alone. I'm out drifting by myself now. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm, I'm lost as a seven-year-old. But I was quickly reminded 
that even though the waves had knocked loose my hand, these waves had knocked, had not knocked loose the hand of my dad on my raft. He was still holding on to me. And, and the truth is, those waves that seemed so overwhelming to me, if they got a little crazy, all he had to do was stand up and hold on and give us stability. The waves didn't even really bother him. They were a little splash in the face, but to me it was this overwhelming fear and overwhelming circumstance. But just that peace, to, even though there was fear at the beginning when I lost my grip, there was such peace when I remembered and felt his grip still on my raft. And that's what this verse is saying in John 16, 33. I've told you all that you, you're going to have waves in your life, but know that you're going to have peace through me because even when those waves come and you feel overwhelmed, whatever circumstance comes your way and you feel overwhelmed and you feel like you've lost grip of everything, Jesus doesn't let go of us. He doesn't. He holds tight. Here's what this verse reminds us. Peace is not this. It's not a promise of calm in our life. Just smooth sailing. Instead, it is provision for calamity in our life. When the waves come, he is there. The peace is there. When the trials overtake us, the peace is there. When the difficulties hit us in the face, the peace is there. I love this beautiful reminder, this second Sunday of Advent, that Jesus, the gift of Jesus, is the gift of peace in our life. And it's my prayer this morning that you have experienced that peace, that you have experienced the power of the Prince of Peace. And if you haven't, my challenge to you is to do what it says in Psalms, and to do what the wise men did, is to pursue that peace. Jared's going to lead us through a time of prayer, and then Madeline's going to talk to us about our giving opportunity through Advent. And so I encourage you to get involved in all of these ways. Take this teaching, internalize it, pray, and find ways to give today through our Advent opportunity as well. morning, Faith Family. My name is Jared, and I'm going to be leading us in our prayer time this morning. Uh, the Advent theme that we have for this week is peace. I thought I wanted to read a verse for us to get our minds around this idea. It says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. That comes from John 14, 27, Jesus speaking to his followers saying, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. One of Jesus' titles is Prince of Peace. Um, I think one of the, the main ways that we can experience peace is in prayer. And so this is a special time that we get this morning to experience the peace of Jesus. And so what we're going to do is I'll, is I'll start us off and then um, we're just going to uh, put ourselves, practice putting ourselves in the presence of Jesus, just the presence. I, we might have a whole bunch of things that we're carrying, but let's just put ourselves in the presence of Jesus and, and, and experience his peace. He wants to give us his peace. So let me open us and then give you a couple minutes just to, just to be silent with the presence of Jesus. And then I'll close us. Uh, Jesus, um, 
you are here. Um, we, we are excited to be here with you and you say that you want to give us peace, God. And over the next few minutes, God, as, we, as we're silent, would you help us to experience the peace of your presence? Jesus, we <clears throat> are in awe of who you are and the peace that you offer. You do not give as the world gives. You give freely um, at cost to yourself, but not to us. And we can experience your peace. God, would you help us today to have our hearts be focused on you, that you may protect us from, from being troubled and being afraid that we would find our peace and our solace in you. In your name, amen. Amen, faith family. Hey, New City family. My name's Madeline, and I'm a leader with Young Lives in Astoria. And I'm just here to share a little bit more about the Christmas gift drive that I'm helping to organize this year. So Young Lives is a ministry to teen moms and their babies, and this has been a really tough year for teen moms. Many of them have experienced serious financial struggles. At least one of our girls was kicked out of the shelter she was living in because of COVID gathering restrictions. And there's been real instability with the opening and closing of schools because not only are our moms in high school, but they need childcare, preschool and daycare for their kids. So this gift drive is just meant to bless them at the end of a really tough year. I sent the info about it to my mentee, who's 16, and she called me right away, kind of in a flurry, and just gave it to me straight and said, I'm really stressing out about this. I was like, okay, like, let's talk it out. And um, her first question was, do I have to buy something for someone else? And I got to say, no, it's free. It's, you know, no catch, no fee to enroll. And she was a little skeptical about that, but pretty quickly went on to list a bunch of stuff that her son needs or would enjoy. He's 11 months. 
and she kind of had that top of mind. But when it came to herself, I said, what do you want? What do you need? And she's like, honestly, no one has ever asked me that. And I just don't really know what to say. And I thought that was so amazing that as a parent, she just knew what her kid needed. And I was hearing in her voice, just the bewilderment and misgivings and even a little bit of dismay that I feel like I hear when I read about the shepherds and the wise men and Mary um, and really all of us who every year come to this month and just ask, what child is this? It seems too good to be true. It seems like there must be a catch. Um, And what I'm really looking forward to is getting to answer that question for our moms. So we are delivering these gifts, we're wrapping them and getting them out in a COVID safe way and then inviting all of them to a hot cocoa Zoom party the night after. And at that Zoom, we're gonna get to say, look, these gifts came to you because we are just overwhelmed with the generosity of God to us in Jesus. And there are people who you'll never even meet who are also spending this month just marveling at God's generosity. And this is a direct uh, overflow of their thankfulness to God um, blessing you. So thank you so much. I really miss being together, but I hope that you all have a peaceful Advent season and a very Merry Christmas. Thank you.